0: Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. 720 WGN, the doctor is in. We always look forward to catching up with Dr. Jim Adams from Northwestern Medicine. It's sponsored by Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. At the top of the show, I said on Saturday, I took the dogs for a walk and I came back in and over the course of an hour, I pulled 14 ticks off of me, five, and my hair and my, oh, my God, it was just awful. Dr. Jim Adams, that seems to be pretty common this summer. And now we've got mosquito and tick-borne illnesses that are on the rise. What can you tell us about what to do, how to identify it, how to keep ourselves safe?
1: Well, keeping ourselves safe is the number one thing. You're exactly right. Increased ticks, and I think anybody out in the woods and grasses knows that If, if it's cool enough to wear long pants with proper shoes and socks, that's helpful. Keep them off you, but many times it's just too hot. Make sure you search your body, all your cracks and crevices, all through your hair. Take a shower, ideally. Um, if they're on your skin, brush them off, and it's the ones that get, that burrow in. They have to be a while, on a while to burrow in. They're the ones we worry about Lyme disease.
0: Right. That's what you will cause it. So I didn't have much fear because when you told me that last time, I thought, well, I got them off before they burrowed in. What about malaria? That seems to be, I mean, I thought it was eradicated and there's been seven or eight cases in Florida and Texas.
1: Well, around the world and in warm countries, it's... a. Major, major deal. It is not something that's the biggest deal in the United States, but that it showed up seven times in in native U.S. states is something that was noted. It's not the biggest fear, but malaria broadly worldwide is is really, really troublesome. Of all the things I wouldn't be worrying about, malaria. Let the public health track that.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, Did you do you know anything about this? Did bariatric surgery lead to Lisa Marie Presley's death that i mean it was years after
1: yeah it's a good question and people are trying to to figure that out because she did die of of a bowel obstruction there was something that pinched her bowel that um that that did cause her death and two things one the connection to bariatric surgery is not at all certain and if people have had bariatric surgery this is not a, not a concern however anybody that's had any abdominal surgery if you start to get p- bad pains Years later get you do have to get it checked out because it could be blockages early or late that's not uncommon. What was surprising to her is it's that's painful and you start vomiting it's really miserable and that that she didn't get checked out earlier is the is the disappointing thing because we do see we do see um, blockages in the bowels at times
0: right and it rarely it's leads very, to death
1: right rarely it's very treatable it's very important to get seen and so it can be properly treated and so that's the that 's the the questionable part of that I have written her death,
0: we were talking about the Golden Bachelor i 'm sure you're not home watching The Bachelor or Bachelorette series very often, but they've got a seventy one year old guy on now that they 'll feature finding love and Steve said in the promos they kind of focus in on his hearing aids. That used to be a sign that you were old, but they they 've changed so much, and I was reading that study that said hearing aids may reduce your risk of dementia by half. Why is that?
1: So very interestingly, we knew people with dementia often had hearing problems, but the first study that came out that tracked and said, if we give older adults hearing aids, does the rate of dementia slow down? And in fact, it does. So for older adults who have hearing problems, getting hearing aids really can help people stay sharp and slow the rate of cognitive decline. We, so really get your parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, hearing aids. If, if they're older, It can keep them going.
0: Because they're missing out on conversations, right?
1: Yeah, and for some re- missing out on conversations, missing out on that auditory stimulus, which then, then can let the brain deteriorate. So you have to use your brain to stay sharp. Well, and if I can interject, you're just a little more isolated, too. You know, if, if you're, That's not, right. you're not fully participating, if you can't hear people. That's a very, very good point. And that social interaction is really important, really key to maintaining that longevity and that that wellness, yes.
0: Okay, great. Dr. Jim Adams is with us from Northwestern Medicine. We're going to get a quick check on weather and traffic and then come back and talk about two things, Um, the outbreaks on cruise ships and liver transplant surgery. They're celebrating a big milestone at Northwestern. But what's going on, Gabe? wgn it is 4:48. dr jim adams from northwestern is with us halfway through the year there are already more confirmed outbreaks of norovirus on cruise ships than there have been since 2012 the cdc apparently doesn't report on that unless at least three percent of the passengers and crew report symptoms doctor what is norovirus and and how do we get it and why is it prevalent on cruise ships
1: Oh boy, it's a it, it, people get it really know the vomit, severe. It's it's a intense intense intestinal virus. It's the stomach flu, and boy, people get really sick and and vomit a lot. Now it only lasts a couple of days. The problem is people can be recovering from it, and get feel that they're better, but still be spreading it for up to two weeks. So they could feel better, get on a cruise ship, and it really can spread quickly. It's very very infectious, very infectious virus. It can spread through the air, it can spread on surfaces, and in a crowded environment like a crowded cruise ship, you can have terrible outbreaks.
0: So for two weeks, you can still be contagious.
1: Yeah, it only lasts a couple of days, but you can be contagious for two weeks. Yeah.
0: Holy smokes. And before I let you go, I wanted to applaud Northwestern Memorial Hospital. 2,500 liver transplant surgeries. That seems to be an enormous amount. Tell me about that headline.
1: So it is an enormous amount, and it's a, the program's been going for 30 years, and I've been practicing for over 30 years, and the progress is truly miraculous. It, it's life-saving. These are incredible surgeons, but also the hepatologists, the people doing the medical care before and after the transplant, an incredible team, incredible research and progress. So, so it's a really an honor to be affiliated with them, and I would congratulate that team on 2,500 cases.
0: Oh, that's absolutely amazing. That is definitely saving lives. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Dr. Jim Adams, that is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine Relentless in Their Pursuit of Better Health Care.